I wanted you a question, so you write it down. It could be a lady asking or a man asking. And I have some two people here who will read them for me. If it's a question by a man, the person will read, the lady will read for the one for the ladies. Now, I will try to answer, but I can ask my colleagues who are here to help me also uh, as we try to answer them. Okay, so you want to? This better? Okay, switch that one off. Thank you. Okay, the first question, um, come over. I want him to read. Can you use that one? Yes. Nataka msikilize hilo swali. Please listen to that question. Yes, the first question goes, do men feel guilty when they heartbreak a girl, hearts, and date another? Yeah, come again. Do men feel guilty when they heartbreak a girl's heart and date another? Oh, we, we, do men feel guilty when they break? They heartbreak a girl. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you, Duke. I've gotten it. Um, how do you feel when you break the heart of a lady and then you move on to date another lady? So when you are dating that lady and the other lady you broke the heart is looking at you, what do you think is going on? Is she saying that this other lady doesn't know? She's also being deceived. It's a matter of time. The, the ladies here who are saying, Pastor, you are saying the truth. I'm going to recycle what I had. It will be the same moment. Do you feel, how do you feel? That is the question. When you break the heart of a lady and then you go and date another. Um, I don't know whether that question is for me or for you who has done that. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's very bad to break the heart of one who loves you. It's bad. As I told you, if you know from your heart that you will not marry him or her, please don't say I will marry you. Because uh, we are created with the tendency to trust every word that you say. But the question is, how do you feel? Number one, uh, I want to let you know that a man who changes girls like cloth <laughs> you will discover that in the end he will never be satisfied with one lady. He will never. Uh, especially if you keep on changing. You will discover that in the end, number one, you will never be satisfied. Number two, you will always be longing any time you see, you will not, God created us only to be mono, to no one. But when you go and 
change people the way you change clothes. You are opening for yourself a way that leads to a bottomless pit. But number two, the message you are sending across is that other people should feed on your leftovers. Because if you have this one, you leave. You have this one, you leave. So you are telling other people that you feed on, on my leftovers. So you are treating human beings that Christ died for as leftovers. That's what you are saying. So a good student will always encourage and inspire the other student for success. You need to help if you have a fiancé, go beyond love that breaks somebody's heart. Help each other as you do assignments, as you study, as you excel in education. That's what is needed. So that by me becoming your friend, I've helped you. to. Be, if the friendship you have keeps you on academic probation, sometimes others are already in the third year, you are in second year. You are not making it. I would want to question whether this one is really healthy enough. The best students in universities should be the same students who confess Christ as their savior. By knowing Christ, by being the church, should be not only the best student, but the most disciplined student, one whom the when the university looks at you, they see you a leader in the years to come. So what we are saying is uh, any relationship is meant to inspire and to build you wholesale. A relationship that leads you to breaking the heart, to committing suicide, to, to being led into drugs, being led into things that are not, uh, are not building you. That relationship is not something to discuss whether th to leave it or not. The Bible uses the word flee from it. Martin Lloyd-Jones, that medical doctor, he wrote a commentary on Pauline epistles. He says, stop it. <laughs> That's how he puts it. Because you have no time. There's some damage that you will never recover from. There's some damage that are very important. And uh, people who are here do not use somebody and then you take advantage for of their misunderstanding and you just use them as as the vessels for self-gratification or for releasing your emotions. These are people who carry the dreams of their parents, the dreams of the nation. You are carrying the dream of our future tomorrow. Therefore, that question, how do you feel when you break the heart of a lady and you go and date another? The answer I'm giving is that even if you go to date another, you have no moral confidence 
when the other one will discover, he, they will come, usually ladies will talk. They'll say, ah, nimejua kwa nini Margaret alikuwacha. Hey! Ah, hey! And then Margaret asema, inao likuwa nafikiriaje? Ulifikiria ilikuwa mambu kidogo? Mimi nilinyamasa nikasema, mendelena, I wish you good luck. You will always discover what you did to, Ma to Margaret is likely to germinate. You will again do it to Njeri. So, be known by one. The best uh, argument in favor of, of good relationship, in favor of Christianity, is being faithful, is being loving, is being caring. And I want to congratulate somebody here because the way he has handled the relationship with the fiancée, it has made that fiancée not only excel in education, but he has made that fiancée be, be brighter and a more the, 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 the gift that is in him has blossomed out so that when one person is discouraged, you are there for that very person. There is an area you can reach in the life of a young man that a teacher or a parent may not be able to reach. So when you find somebody's heart broken, you don't tell them, try drug or try this booster or try this one. You don't tell them like that. Let your presence be one that will bring something in this person so that one time he can quote and say, if it were not for so and so, I would not be what I am today. You are vessels of change. You are not vessels of destruction. So I'm answering that question. How do you feel? I feel when I do that, I'm an agent of destruction, not worthy to live. Always, if you have to do, you hurt somebody, be quick to make an apology. Speak to them, tell them, I'm sorry, I did this. Forgive me. Usually, apology does not make you less. It makes people to respect you. Don't just leave with the pride and then you go. If you want to know whether a person loves you or not, look at how he handles you, not when you are perfect, but when you are imperfect. When you are imperfect, we, it's revealed who your fiancé is. If he's so tough with you that a small mistake translates to threatening of life, that relationship is risky. We have university students who could not finish their education. When I was at Maseno, we lost one student, a lady, I remember, because of uh, wrong friendship. And the ladies who are here, do not date more than three men at the same time. There are some who are specialized in that. They can have three at the same time, and they don't know. So this one thinks I'm the one, this one thinks I'm the one, this one thinks I'm the one. The only person who knows this game is the lady. When you do that, how do you feel? Remember, more likely, 
you too, even if you get married, you will never be satisfied with one. And likely your children may be able to recycle the same character. Okay, so it is not a God-given um, way that you keep on changing human beings that Christ died for. And then you change them, you throw them as leftovers, and then you tell other men, so they feed on your leftover. It's bad. Yes, come, come and read me the second question. <laughs> yeah, read. What's your name? You are Miriam. Okay. I know Duke is a teacher. Am I right? Geography and history? Yes, I saw you when you were in primary school. You were very young. <laughs> now you have grown up. You're now big. Yes. Uh -huh. What are the do's and don'ts in a relationship? What are the? Do's and don'ts. The do's and the don'ts in? In a relationship. In a relationship. Mm, that's a good question. Yesterday we were with the pastor, and I'm sure the pastor dealt with this. What's my pastor? Pastor was here. Yeah, you remember we were dealing with the... Uh, the dangers of uh, dangers in wrong relationship, you, uh, dangerous signs that this relationship is uh, is dangerous, and also signs of a healthy relationship. The same question has now come. Maybe that person was not here. The question is, what are the do's, the things you must do in relationship, and what are the don'ts, the things you should not do in relationship? I want to invite you to come here and just give us a summary rapid. What are the do's and the don'ts in relationship? Just come here. Uh, give us like three. I like the way you gave them yesterday. Thank you very much, whoever asked this. And uh, when he finishes, I'll move you from the platform of do's and the don'ts to another higher platform. Thank you. Uh, would you like to use this? Yeah, this one is mine because it is sanitized. sanitized. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, allow me to... On that question, yesterday we did speak about... Uh, about three points on uh, a relationship uh, which is dangerous. But again, uh, let us not reduce. Let us not, I don't know, Keva, you did maths. How do we, when you are rounding backwards, how do we call that? Is it truncating or I think it should be truncating, right? Now let us not truncate something higher and compartmentalize it, make it legal. It will be a yoke, it will be a bondage. And that is actually not God's intention. Having said that, please, let me say it again. Let us not lower. 
something so special on an institution so holy, so elevated to a game of do's and don'ts. Instead, we should find out how has God, how, how does God, um, how has he revealed that we should, um, how, how should we enter into that experience? Number one, we did speak about the foundation, the building blocks. And I did mention of around four types of love. And I told you, brothers and sisters, unless you have experienced, you have a deeper experience of the agape love, these others are superficial. Fondo read a verse here in uh, Pastor in 1625 of Proverbs. There is a way which seems right to a man, but the end of it is destruction. In the morning, I told you, God's way is the best. Check on the foundation. Have you the realization of the agape love, what God has accomplished already for us? Uh, allow me to read um, Second Peter chapter uh, 1 and verse 3. The word of God says, according as his divine power has given to us all things pertaining to this life and that which is to come through the knowledge of God who has called us to virtue and glory. So you want to know the do's and the don'ts in a relationship? I introduce you first. You see, when we begin wrong, the end has to be wrong. So we have to begin right. And that is having the right foundation. Secondly, so that I can bring Buster on, we spoke about you have to be evaluative in the sense that when you've entered into that experience, the word of God remains as a guide. Remember the psalmist says, your word is a lamb to my feet in Psalm 105. So through the word of God, I'm not trying to make things so serious. Actually, it is as easy as it is written. Does this thing guide me heavenward? So those are the irreducible minimums. How does it guide you heavenward? How, how has it influenced your academic life? How has it influenced uh, your spiritual relation or your spiritual life? How has it influenced your physical life? How has it influenced your mental and social? When all those aspects are checked, as the pen of inspiration says, then in the fear of the Lord, move forward. And lastly, we did speak about uh, an experience which leads us to be focused on God's purpose for our lives. There is a vision. There is a work for you to do. And so that union, when you enter into it, check on the foundation. Be evaluative. It has to lead you. Achieve that which God has in store for you in this life in preparation for that which is to come. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Pastor. The one thing I want to, to run away, that question is good, the do's and the don'ts. It's like you want us to give you things you should do and things you should not do, and then you will follow them. You will say, uh, well, say, Marty, every morning 
I be hugging you. Okay. And then they say, Simeko hug. Nangalia kwa list ya pili likuwa nini? Nsema tia pili niwe ni nakwambia I love you. Okay. I love you. Sumeske yo. Okay. Yatatu walisema niwe nakunulia kit. Okay. Najua leo tukuwa na pesa lakini siyo nusumukati takutosha. Yani. You know, relationship is not legislated. You cannot legislate relationship. The moment you legislate relationship, it ceases. It becomes legalities. Love cannot be legislated. Love is infectious. It is transformative. It is redemptive. And therefore, in any good relationship, you are looking forward to the betterment of your mate. You ask yourself, is my relationship contributing to his or her betterment? For example, if she's at school and she gets pregnant now, how will that help her education? How will it help her in coming up? And then you dump her, you leave her like that. You go to another one. I'm speaking to somebody, you know your child, the child that is there, and they just wrote to you an SMS that upeleke kitu, mtoto nataka kitu. You know, it came at a time you are not prepared. I know you have not told anybody, but the spirit is telling me <laughs> that Mwambie, that route, you need to care for the other one, to love her or him as you love yourself. Be open to each other. Do not hide any side of yourself. And if the relationship is genuine, it will spill over blessings both to you, to the parents, to those who are around you, to your future, and also to your spiritual growth. So I want to add to what Malim has said, that it is not safe to legislate a loving relationship, but it's better to, to make sure that you let it be infectious, transformative, redemptive, uplifting, and so on. Let me come, I have 10 questions. We have only answered one or two. So I want to rush quickly to look at the others. Uh, what is the next one, please? Read. Next question. Yes. According to Kenyan's population of let, there are many ladies than men. Yeah. And according to Bible, it is one man, one wife. Mm. So will it be good to leave more ladies unmarried if we follow the scriptures? <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> will it be bad? If one man becomes polygamous, but still love with son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure whether marriage, in a, uh, I mean matching one man, one woman, or polygamy, uh, as nobody has ever suggested it as, as a solution to gender disparity. Um, that we can solve gender disparity by playing a mathematical marriage I'm not very sure of that yet. But um, humanly speaking, 
you may have more women than men. I, when I was in Botswana, I discovered you could walk kilometers before you could see any man. I was in Chabron. No, we were in Francistown, and then we went down to Chabron. Uh, you call it Gabron. And I could see you go kilometers, even getting a police officer. It might take you three days before you get one. There are more women than men. But I've never had this question come in. They, they, the, the answer is, I don't know. Because God did not say that you can, <laughs> when, when women are more and the men are less, then you marry, marry more. Huh? No woman wants to, to, to be married because uh, she had nobody else. So she says, but I'm not very sure that that is what the solution will be. The Lord would make sure that for every human being that he has created, he will open a way. He will do it. And I want to tell you, do not fear. The balancing is done by God himself. Mm. Don't fear. He does it. I, can, I know. I know like your fiancé is already there, but you haven't met him. Your husband is there. No, you haven't met him. You'll meet him maybe when you live here. You might meet him. And the one day you'll tell me, <laughs> he's the one, he's here. Then I'll tell you what happened on that day when I was in Egerton. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. He'll always be there. Uh, but you are not going to be married because you are desperate. The Lord has has each one of you for somebody. That question is very difficult. Are you getting it? So I'm not, uh, I've never done gender, the balancing of gender. So I don't want to propose that if women are more than men, then men should marry uh, more than uh, three wives or four to solve that problem. If, how do you feel that, you are, that I married you to solve the problem because you are, you know, it becomes marriage has its own distinctive feature, a distinctive drive. And uh, that drive is far removed from balancing gender. Is that okay? You see, even in Kenya today, they have tried to get the women, women uh, in balance with men. <laughs> and they have successfully failed because <laughs> only God can balance. <laughs> you, you may not, only God can balance. Okay, even the Adventist church, we, we always think that elder are only men. Yet the term elder is gender neutral. You can have deacon, then deaconess. But you never have elder, then elderess. You don't have it in English. Elder is gender neutral. Okay, uh, bring another question quickly, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, I've balanced you, a man and a lady. So I'm doing balancing already. Okay, <laughs> read. I have two questions. You have two questions. <laughs> Is career factor in marriage? And then. Is career, Is career a factor in marriage? Yeah. Okay, question one. <laughs> Number two? Question two. What is your take on career women? What is? Your take on career women. What's my take on career? Oh, okay. Careers for women. Yeah. Is that what it's asking? Mm, women is focused on career. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, women are. Come again. Women. Women. Women who are into career. Oh, women who are into career. Uh, okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> there's nowhere where they say career is gender punctuated. A career is for any human being whom God has given a gift or a talent that is awaiting to be activated. So you can have women in career, men in career, and the career is very important because it unfolds fully your potential. Every human being must have a career and you must be able to contribute towards society. A, a, a culture that cuts short men or women from developing their career, that culture has been overtaken by time. We need to respect. I was just talking to uh, one lady. I think she's Chepchumba. She comes from Pokot, West Pokot. She's taking civil engineering. She was going this way. And then I said, hey, from where from Pokot? What are you taking civil engineering? Young, she's in, a, I think, third or fourth year. And you know when she finishes and goes back? She will be an icon. Not to show people how educated you are, but you go back to be an inspiration to others. So that other girls can look at you and say, if Chepchumba made it to be a civil engineer, I can make it. So a career is not meant for display. It's not meant for competition. A career is meant to transform a society to be even much better. So any career that God gives you. So in marriage, does career matter? Yes. Career is not innocent in marriage. You need to, marriage needs to enhance the career for both of you. And uh, when you look at uh, this book called One in Christ, I think for class seven or eight, there is a chapter entitled Marriage and Family. And after the author has defined wrongly the meaning of marriage, he goes down to give a list of, uh, of things that you should consider when you marry. And he gives like 11 things. Uh, it's long since I looked at it, but you can check it. One in a crust, you check it and see. Then uh, in one of those lists, he says, when you choose a spouse, choose one who will support you financially. One who is capable financially. That is true. It's important in marriage. But that is one way in which uh, you are saying you don't want to have a partner who is idle, who is on the consuming end that cannot be able to contribute. Now, like you who are here, ladies who are here, by you finishing your university work, we want to look at your family in a different way so that 
you can have your own income to support the family. So that it's not the father doing everything. For example, when you want to go and make your hair, you have to say, blow dry. You know, I know, don't know what, ladies will know that. Or you want to buy, today you want to buy hair, so you say, naenda blush. When I take 7,000, human hair, this human hair. Or you want to go and say, I need original mark. Not the one that you get. Those terms I'm saying, men don't know. But ladies understand what I'm saying. Because every lady is a number. If you look at that lady, I know that number. I know it. Because you be able to match. So as a lady, there are some things that you need to do for yourself and support the family. You need a career. As a man, you also need a career. Career not meant to break the marriage. It's meant to, to oil the marriage. And uh, I know you'll do it. You'll do it well. If your husband does not have formal work, don't make him a victim and look down. Support him. He can do some other career to be able to support the family. What you do with the career is not to make you a millionaire. It's, the Bible says is to make you occupied until Christ comes so that you don't lead an idle life. So career, is it important in marriage? Yes, it is. The career is very important. And when you, you need to match because if one is a police officer, and another one is uh, is a pastor. It can be a bit challenging. <laughs> so the police officer says, "We have to arrest you." The pastor says, "As Jesus forgave, we have to, <laughs> we have to forgive him." And the two, I'm just trying to look for careers that are very opposite, completely opposite. Um, I have my son; is in the medical line and. Uh, the wife is also in the medical line. So when I was talking to them, they says, my wife has a night shift tonight, and uh, I've also taken a night shift. So uh, we are leaving. We can communicate the following day. Then I discovered when they go, they plan, when they go for their night shift uh, to work in the hospital, they come, they match. But if one is... Uh, is completely opposite in the career. You may have to be left at home with the children. Then the time you are waking up to go is the time one wants to sleep. Now, I'm not saying that you should just leave somebody because of that. You should just say, so let's get past exam. Uh, criminology. You are going to deal with the criminals. <laughs> so, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying whichever career God gives you, he will make sure that it is not against your marriage. The Lord has a way of making it. And he will do it. So don't go and leave that lady because she's taking criminology. Yeah. I know somebody has said, and I've been thinking about this thing. criminology. Like you know, she may be the best mother to your children. Yeah, she may be the best mother for the children. So, give me another question, please. 
yes, career matters, okay? You must have a career. Don't be idle. Okay. Next yes, next Duke, the headmaster. Can, can a girlfriend whom we met in primary school and we are still together make a good wife? <laughs> and uh, that question must be Duke who asked. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let us see. Can a girlfriend whom you met in primary, okay, and uh, then? We are still together make a good wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what you are asking is whether relationship that begins in primary can last until you get married. I think that's what you are asking. Uh, relationship that goes up to marriage is not decided by starting point or the length. Yes, you may have, you can have a uh, a spouse or somebody whom you met in primary. And if the relationship is healthy, it can end in marriage. That's true. And it can. The Lord will always work it out. When I met my wife, she was young, in form in I think in high school, I'm not very sure. <laughs> but the relationship went on for some years, and today she's a grandmother to my grandchildren. I don't know how it came, but it went on like that. So the answer I want to give you that some of the sweetest marriages, they can trace their relationship from even primary school. But a man who remains faithful from primary school until you marry, I need to congratulate you. Because some of you here, they leave some people in primary school, they pick another one in high school. Then when they leave, they drop and they come to university. Then the university, they specialize in first years. Because first years don't know your character much. They go there this way, and they say, how do you see? And so the first years are innocent. They go, but the, the people who know are for the years, they say, <laughs> Because that relationship doesn't even last long. first year, two semesters, So I want to congratulate you, Duke. If it started in primary and is able to go until university, until you marry, that's good. Yeah, it's possible it can be able to do it. Any other question? Yes. How do we handle foster children as, as a foster mother? What are first, foster? Foster children. Uh, I want to be sure that the meaning you mean is the same one I have. What do you mean by foster? Uh, uh, foster children. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, for example, uh, married to a family where they children but not my biological children i think that's oh okay yeah. you get married to somebody who already has children yeah okay okay yeah uh -huh. how many okay. questions are remaining um, two. two 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 questions or oh, are they the same are they related i 
have one okay. which is related. Uh-huh. What is the Bible's take on raising foster children? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it that way? Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, it has been observed, even from biblical points, that children who usually carry mysterious blessings are foster children. Yeah. Usually children who um, whose parents have left them. <laughs> Those children, you follow them carefully. If they get somebody to help them, even a bit in education, they usually end up being great people. Children who have uh, who are like orphans or a child who was almost aborted and the grandmother took that child. That says in Patia. When that child grows up, you always discover there's always a mystery following that child. And when they grow up, they become usually great people. Even both in the Bible, it's always like that. For example, there are some of you, uh, you remember that child, the one you gave birth to, and you don't want your husband to know. So when he calls on a finyasimu, that child, you know, bush, to God, they are very dear. When those children grow up, <laughs> when they grow up, you will go to see them with a walking stick. Say, Mimi ndiyo baba yako. Now, where have we been all these years? Ah, unajua usiulize yo, Mimi ndiyo baba yako. I'm the mother. Usually, those children carry mysterious blessings. So, the question is, how do you handle them? Number one, Never give them leftovers of your food. If you go home and uh, you have some children that your mother or your dad has brought in, be careful. Don't let your parents mistreat them or give them leftovers of the food. The blessings will go to them. Don't let them sleep in coldness and you are sleeping at a good place. Tell your mom, we cannot do this. We need to take care of them. There are some children who call your mom or your dad the only parents they know. So caring for the foster children is everything. It reveals what our character is, what our reaction is to humanity. Some children who are foster are reactionary because they remember where they have come from. They have no parents, they have nothing. Sometimes they lose temper, they become harsh. Understand them. Even if they're not measuring up, but you need to understand them. But for some of you whom God will give you the privilege, the privilege of of the ministry, of uh, getting married to somebody who was married once and the wife died and left the children, some of you are going to be given that responsibility. When you get married to that man, that's a ministry. Do not remind him of that history. Do n- remember you are there to wipe away his tears. Let him look at you and say you are God-given. Some of you are going, we never teach our children that way. When I was a youth director for the union for about five, six years, I discovered that in our curriculum of AY, we don't touch that. Yet, one day, some of our young people will be widows. 
we don't tell them what, will, what they can do in case they become single. We don't tell them what they will do in case they become widow. We don't. We don't touch that. We only say life partner. And no human being lives forever. So should you get into a relationship where a child came in, don't make the child feel second class. Take care of them. One day, they will say, I would never be what I am were it not for my foster mother. One day, they will claim you and they will lift you high. There are some who are here, who are foster children that are here, and they're listening to what I'm saying. There are others who have them home. So don't feel, make them feel they're a second class. Okay? Yeah, remember, they are, they were created and redeemed by the same creator. God bless you so that whatever situation you will pass through, he will make you more than conquerors in Christ. So take care of them. And if there is any child that you gave birth to before you came to Egerton, take care of that child. It doesn't matter. Let the people laugh at you. Let them laugh. They will laugh in the evening. They will go to sleep. But that is your child. Speak to them in a gentle way. They, they have discovered that when you show love to a child, the child grows loving. When you show a child uh, harshness and cruelty, the child grows up with the same. So speak to them. This evening, as we finish this, make a call to that child. Just tell him one word, I love you. Tell him, my daughter, my son, I love you. I'm missing you. We are coming in the next two months. And when you have a child, don't lie to the child. Don't tell the child, and then you go the whole day. The child will know that you are a liar. So tell the child, even if he's crying, the whole day. Nitakuja jioni na nitakuletea suite. Umesikia? Ya, lia. So the child will know. Even when you delay, he knows he went far. So don't lie. And when you speak to the child, don't change the voice. You make the child childish. No. Speak to the child in the normal way. That's how the child should grow. But foster children, Yes. Take care of them. Imekwisha. Bado. Imebaki ngapi? Eh? So kifanya hivi na hivi. Four. Ay, ay, ninyingi. Okay, come. Come and read that. Yes, the next question. Uh -huh. I love a certain lady, but I don't know how to approach her and tell her. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, there's a man who has asked here. He loves a lady. But he doesn't know how to approach her. Let me ask a lady to suggest how, how, how can it be done. They love a lady, but they don't know how to approach her. Sister, come. What, do we do? what does he do? Come. Yeah. This, this answer will be given by this lady here. Uh, what do you do when you love a lady? 
but unamwangalia na kuangalia unamwambia jambo na anapita tu huh? yeah what do, what do you do just move near here yeah. what do we do if somebody loves you but he doesn't know how to approach you tufanye namna gani tuambie saa hizi siri there is no shortcut you just have to approach me yeah i'm a human being mtaelewa kasikupendi nitakwambia eh there's no shortcut new approach to your demo which words will he use so now now gopa atanzaje do you go direct and say ah jambo okay i want to inform you that i really want you but i don't know how does he come I think the best way ni ku try making friends with the girl. Then after some time confess your feelings. Yeah. Man, this lady is bright. Hey, what are you taking? Medicine? Eh? No, I can't hear. What course are you taking? I take bachelor of arts geography and sociology. Ah, sociology. Wow, you'll make it well. <laughs> yeah, she's bright. This lady is bright. Uh, if I was ma if I was grading you, I'll I'll whisper to you what I would have, what I would have given you. Yeah, it's true. Don't die in shyness. Yeah. Approach them. But there are some people if you approach and you are denied don't say kwani umenikata kwani umenikata no <laughs> if you are denied accept it because approaching means you'll you'll either be accepted or you'll be told brother you are late i'm already booked somewhere then you're going to try another place but there are some people they become very harsh when they are told the truth that uh, so I like your answer. Make confess your feelings. How are you feeling? But be careful when you confess your feelings. Don't just say, "Ata kusoma ni machindo." Until until it sounds like a last rather than a principle. But confess your feelings. What these ladies are saying, they're approachable. Yeah. If uh, if if not, then you can use another person to approach for you. But such a people are dangerous. They might take away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> might take away. So approach. You are being told approach. Every lady is approachable. Yes. Another, please quickly. Yes. Okay, sorry. Je, upi ni umri umri mwafaka wa mtoto wa kiume kupata jiko? Hey, huyo uh, mtu najua ni wa Kiswahili kwa sababu hilo swali limeandikwa katika Kiswahili sanifu. Kuna nyingine? Uh -huh. Yes. Je, iwapo unaye mdada ambaye unampenda na unapompeleka kwa wazazi ana wanamkataa? Kuambia, okay. Na kuambia hawamtaki 
ni ipi njia mwafaka ya kufanya mhm so which one do the first question is which is the best age is it yeah are you giving somebody okay yeah oh okay which is the best age for a man to marry i think that was the question kupate jiko sinamnevyo yeah i think i suspect it means to marry and then the second question is uh, what do you do if you have a lady you take to the parents and the parents say no i think those are the two questions hey who can help me answer eh hapo nani atanisaidia which is the best age for a man to marry <laughs> you want to answer it he's saying 41 41 you are late <laughs> yeah which is the best anybody there who can help where okay come 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 just come yeah come which is the best age yeah uh-huh. that is the man he knows the age even you look at himself <laughs> you see you are very symmetrical Uh, yeah yes which is the best age uh, so uh, according to my wisdom uh-huh. <laughs> and my knowledge uh-huh. i can say uh from 27 to around uh, 35 oh 27 to 35 Wait, why why do you say so uh you know uh, at that time uh mm-hmm. you can see uh if somebody was studying yes yes he has finished his so studies he has finished the school eh uh-huh. uh he has done uh, some let's say some job establishment yes and uh that's the right page for me okay. yes that, i think yes a point so 27 to to that i i married when i was 29 yeah i remember yeah ah, but there's somebody here who says yani maze sis nasi kuna mtu hapa aliyoa akiwa na 24 ili akwenda speed speed yeah always chronological ages are deceptive the best way to measure age is by using other indicators like emotional stability you ask yourself how emotional are you because you might be 20 but your emotional stability puts you to be very mature there are people who are young chronologically but very mature when it comes to uh, other factors there are some who are 35 but they behave like they are adolescents yeah so the best way to measure is it's not so much chronological but you look at other factors when you look at yourself although age as he has said it really matters you don't want to get married at 18 and it interferes with finishing your school or doing all that you don't want to do that you also don't want to marry somebody who has a very big age difference from you uh, usually the age cap can be up to 10 years but if the difference is 15 years 20 years you will have challenges but there is a ministry in which we advise such a people marriage can still work and it can be very good 
as long as one of the parties knows how to go about it. So that uh, you come to realize that the one I love, we have a wide age difference. And um, so measuring should not be chronological, uh, should be more, more than just chronological, should include other factors like um, um, intelligence, spiritual maturity, emotional maturity, uh, and other factors, because those things are very important. Um, usually they say the man should be a bit older than the woman, or equal. But many, some counselors have said, if a man is slightly older by two years or one year, observation has been made that it's better. But there are some other cases where they're equal in age, but do not have a very big age difference. Because uh, if you go, like some of you are here, they're timid, they're very shy, you don't want to approach the ladies who are here, but you use your university status to terrorize the ladies in primary school. You go there and then you say, I'm doing uh, <laughs> pestimotomy. So the child in the primary doesn't know what the pestimotomy is. They say, what is this? What is pestimotomy? Then you say, you can't understand. So you use that one to terrorize the child. Then the child says, okay, then he follows you. Then all through your marriage life, even when visitors come to visit you, they are educated on your level. But her, because she graduated only in the nursery school, she stands at the door. So you say, hey, let her manage. Okay, yes. So that she calls you, yes, sir. Yes, you don't want your wife to be calling you, yes, sir. No. You want her to, to, to interact freely because the home is where you interact freely. But what we are saying is, at this age, don't delay. Because after this age, <laughs> you will not get them. You are, you are being deceived because you are here. You, gra you finish and go. Then you keep them, you come every day. Then after six months, utaona your ugliness, ya what you make, you and then you'll remember the camp meeting we had in Ijaton. Takumbuka pastor alikuambia, sikuna watu hapo jamani. Yani, atu kikataa mmoja, sikuna wengi hapa. Mujama yuko hapa, angalia. There's a uh, guy here, man. Very symmetrical, very healthy. These are God-made. So do not dismiss everything that comes in. Now, the, that one was a question on, uh, what was the second one it was? Age and what? Oh, uh, your parents, when you come to marriage, your parents are required by, by, by law to pass blessings to you. And uh, a wise parent is not the one who says no. It's the one who may want to say the same thing, but in a different way. Because as a parent, when a, a child comes with a, a friend at home, a good parent 
must not be quick to criticize. Because your child would react, he may refuse the friend, and he will say, I'm going to stay like that. That's why you know some people have refused, refused to get married. So when, when uh, a child comes home with a fiancé, welcome them, talk to them. Don't talk to them with your title. Even if you are permanent secretary, your child does not call you permanent secretary. He doesn't even call you doctor. He doesn't call you pastor. He calls you dad. So when they come, I remember when my daughter came with the fiancé, uh, I went, I greeted him. I told my daughter, thank you for bringing us in a, uh, a visitor. So we sat down, we ate. I drove outside with them. We took around the two around them. I, I congratulated him. So when he went, he said, those parents are good. That's what you should do. Remember, you can choose a university. You can choose a car. You can choose land. You can choose cloth. But the person who chooses cholera for you is a child. The one who chooses nyawana <laughs> is a child. The one who chooses basakwa eh, is a child. So one day, your child will tell you, Unaona kale kamze ambaka natembea na munaivi? Kale ambaka nenda na munaivi? Kale kamze, kwanzia next week, ni nyawana wako. Until like that. And you will not refuse. So children can weave you anywhere. So if you are a parent and you are here, know how to speak. Even if you didn't want something, but talk in a language, the way you talk is more important than what you are talking. So God bless you. Okay. Uh, now this place is cold. And this was where we had the Lord Ijaton, if I'm not wrong. His land used to come to here. Yes, go ahead. Can ladies also confess their feelings to a man? Uh -huh. Can ladies also confess feelings to a man? Hmm? Yeah, feelings Feelings are not, feelings are not gender restricted. Yeah, feelings are not gender restricted. Uh, uh, when Ruth came with Naomi, she expressed her feelings to Boaz. Yeah. A lady, don't. Don't misunderstand her. You know, some people fear that if a lady expresses, then she's a harlot. No. Those feelings are God-given. So, men who are here, if a lady shows that he loves you, don't think he's after sex. He's not after sex. He just wants companionship. You know, the problem is you think, there must be something wrong. No, no, no. There's always that natural, they usually come, and they will always come. So do, do ladies also have um, a way to express their feelings? Yes. But the way you express your feelings should never betray your dignity, should never betray your personality, should never show that uh, uh, you are... Uh, you are rejected somewhere, so you are trying another place. 
a lady can tell you, uh, I like the way you dress. Yeah. By the way, if you have a fiancé, tell them, I like the way you dress. I like the way your hair is. Don't tie your fiancé in legalism. You tie him until you say, Ati, uh, and then this lady says, says I'm, I'm praying for the second coming of Christ. No, it's not good. Every human being is fearful and wonderfully made. Let her reflect the fullness of her creative beauty. Don't tie her in legalism and then you lie to people that that is Adventism. That's not Adventism. That's just your thing you formed at home. Then you came to, to give the people. Adventism is joy. We value our young people. We, we celebrate your youthfulness. We pray for you that you may grow. After all, you are our walking stick in the days of our old age. We are here to support you. Okay, so the question, can a lady express the feelings? Yes. Because the feelings are not gender restricted. Okay, next, please, quickly. Is it, is it a must for a campus SDA church elder to be single? <laughs> oh, okay, uh, go ahead again. Is it, is it a must for a campus SDA church elder to be single? Uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting question because uh, it uh, it <laughs> it is tricky when you say is it a must is it a must it means he's saying it's written somewhere that if you are an elder a campus elder you should be single so that's why he's saying is it a must number one that is not written anywhere that you must be single. It's not written somewhere. Uh, in fact, even Paul says, an elder must be a wife, eh? must be a husband of, of one wife. But that is not what Paul wrote. <laughs> that is the translation. You know, the Bi what you have is not the Bible. What you have is the translation of <laughs> the Bible. So... That's why you call them versions. When uh, Paul wrote the qualification of an elder, he did not actually say he should be a husband of one wife. In the Greek, I think this mias gunaikos, a husband of one wife. What uh, Paul wrote in Greek, it is stronger than the English translation. What uh, Paul wrote was this. He said an elder must be a one-woman-minded man. That's how he wrote. A one-woman-minded man. So when they were translating, they said, how can we get inside the brain and find out if he has, if he's only one-woman-minded? So they said he must be husband of one wife. That translation is correct, but it's not accurate. Because you can have physically one wife, but inside the brain, there are many. So the presence of a physical one wife was not a qualification. 
it is in the mind he must be a one-woman-minded man. That's how the Greek puts it. Now, the question is, if you have to be an elder, and the word elder does not go with the age, the qualification of an elder is not marital. All the qualification of an elder are spiritual. You must be spiritual, both in your relationship. It, there's no place where it says that you must be single. In fact, it even goes further to say, should you have a family, you should be able to control your family. Because if you cannot control the family, how will you control the church? The greatest qualification of an elder is where Paul says an elder must be able to teach. Not to teach KCP or Kenya National Examination, no. Must be able to teach the gospel. That's how it is. So the question is, there's no place that says he must be single. You get it? But if it is you yourself in Egypt who have said like that, then after, after saying that an elder must be single, remember to tell people that that is your own so that people don't think it is Adventist. You get it? Yeah. Because people can easily think that an elder who is single is an Adventist principal is not. Iyo ni yako tu meunda hapa. Kwa hivyo kisha malisi kuambia watu, hiyo uambia iyo ni yako. Unaambia kini hii ni yangu, minaona hivyo. So that people don't confuse it with the Adventist church. The qualification of an elder are given in First Timothy, they are also given the church manual, and none of those qualifications ever says he must, in capital letters, be single. No, it's not there. And uh, it doesn't even say that if you are a, a campus leader, you must not have a girlfriend. In fact, you will be a very poor leader. Y if you have a girlfriend, people will learn from you how to conduct each other. They will say, Amen. That man is a leader. You see the way co they conduct themselves. So example to others. But you don't just become a, a holier-than-thou person. Even if you have any feeling, you just cushion the feeling. Huh? The way you look around. You know when we began the campus ministry, we were, we were pioneers in that campus ministry. The, the officers in the campus ministry were not supposed to be patterned after the local church. You don't call them elders, <laughs> first elder, second elder, no. It was like the CEO, because of your context, it was supposed to be chairperson, secretary, treasurer, and all the, those things that are, are acceptable in the dean's office. That's how we, we came about with it. Because you find somebody is very young, he doesn't even understand the concept of an elder. So once you choose him an elder, he walks like this says, are you not aware that I'm the elder? So he tries to dramatize that he's very old. Then when he speaks, he says, Mima, I'm the elder. Nimesema kwamba tunatoka hapa tunaenda nakuru na tunarudi. So you see, that title spoils the person. Or he says, Nimesema tojina laki kwa ni. No, we don't do like that. So we used, we, we, we used terminologies that will make them... Uh, acceptable within that environment. That is why the SDA group is called a, an SDA group. So that one day, when you'll be using a bus 
and a bad thing happens, of course it will not. The insurance may refuse to buy, to pay. If you have declared yourself as an organized church, you'll say your church will pay. Your only insurance covers you when you are a student. And when you are a registered group under the dean's office. I hope you get that. That's what we that's what we did when we were developing the handbook for the campus ministry. And something that you need to know that. Okay. Okay. I saw my madam to one. Can someone can someone marry one one who is in love with somebody and have already undergone courtship but lack dowry? Uh, honestly, I don't understand that question. Can you read it again? Can someone marry one who is in love with somebody and and have already undergone courtship but lack dowry? Do you understand the question yourself? Yes. Okay, explain what it is so that I can be able to get it. What does it mean? Okay. No, just use it. Explain the one to hear. Uh, can I marry someone yeah. who is in love with someone and then they have already undergone courtship, but the, the person, uh, okay, that gent, Okay, let us go slowly. <laughs> Can I marry somebody who? Uh, who is in love with somebody. So you are talking of marrying somebody mm -hmm. who is in love with somebody else. Yes, and th these people, they have already gone through courtship. courtship uh, and the other person mm, lacked dowry. Oh, so they... They went through courtship, but they could not marry yes. because they lacked dowry. Yes. So you are taking advantage of that one and to get married to, to marry her because you have ability to pay dowry. Yes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Now, <laughs> uh, you know that the word dowry in English is not the same as the word dowry in Hebrew. The one in English is has a negative connotation. Number two, now uh, the one the, the dowry is not is not the deciding factor in marriage. Marriage is a covenant commitment between two people. It the commitment may the com the covenant may be sealed through through dowry. It may be sealed through other ways. But for you to marry her, to take advantage that because he lacked dowry and then you go in and say, let me marry you because I have ability to pay dowry. That marriage will not break. That marriage has already broken. Because you don't want it to appear like every time you go to the market, ukiona John unasema, you nandi altakiwa niyo, lakina hakuwa na dowry. The reason why I went to him was not because of love, but it's because he had financial ability to pay dowry. You don't want to be to be seen like you are a market, a marketed, and uh, I mean uh, an item 
that John could not buy because the price was high and Peter came and bought it. You are not that type. So what we are saying is that marriage should be should be built on love, as the other pastor said. It should be built on genuine love. That I love you as Christ loved us. So uh, that question is a bit tricky, but I leave it to you to look at it, to look at the ethics behind it. Next question, please. I have been in a relationship with a lady. She got pregnant and she has my kid. Sorry, I did come through when she was raising the kid. I wasn't financially stable to come through. We just said that neglected kids are linked to greatness. What can I do to win her back plus my kid? Because since we departed, I have never found a stabilized partner and so serious relationship. Yeah, there are some things that you will have to suffer until when Christ comes. Because when you miss your child at a certain age, you'll never get that child. Even if you, even if you come back, you'll never get it. There's an age the child goes through. I think should be year two, year one, two, up to year three. The child's psychology tends to swallow up anything in the environment. The when she looks at the face of somebody, that face is embedded inside the subconscious mind. When you are coming late, is gone. So even if she will come back with the child, it will take time for you to win that child. That is why you should have not used the word that I wasn't financially stable to take care of them. The people who take care best for the family are the poorest. You may be poor without anything, you use slippers, but you'll be a loving father to a child somewhere. So that child may suffer psychologically. There are some things that will come, but we are speaking to you this. What do I do to win them back? Um, you'll have to go out of yourself. Humble yourself. I have good news for you. That in Christ, you'll be empowered to do an extraordinary thing. When you love the mother, the child attention will come to you. When you love the mother, because if you want a sheep to follow you, carry the lamp. You'll see the sheep saying, and looking at you. So when you carry the child, the mother will. That is why don't be ashamed when you get a child. And the ladies who are here, even if it means, you know, we used to have some years back, when a student gets pregnant, that's the end. That was very bad. Even the teachers who are going to teach, should even a child get pregnant in class five, give them a time for them to go and deliver. After that, let them continue with the school. Don't be so harsh to them. One time, these children will grow up, finish school, and be great people. Same to colleges. But it will be very bad for you to pregnant a lady while she's still doing her studies. When she's doing like medicine, she has two, three years left. How does she go back and then come to start again? How do you feel? How, how caring are you? That kind of love is very cruel. 
a love that says, if you are not with me sexually, it means you don't love me. That love is dangerous. And a love that, uh, that makes you think that the only way I can show that I love somebody is by donating my, my body to that person. God never created us to use our body to bribe people to love us. You can love somebody without going even to that extent. And let me tell you a secret. Women respect you. They will develop that respect when they discover that you are not out to abuse them. They will silently respect them and say, but that one I respect him. We were together with him last night. We walked, but he never touched me. They will respect you. But if you are the type, just a short darkness, just from here to there, just from here to there, man, <laughs> you are already living there having done. There must be something wrong. There must be something wrong. Thank you for listening to me. Take care of yourself. Take care of her. Let her respect you. And uh, I am happy somebody has said, I want from this meeting, your lover said, there's a change in this man. He did not exert me. He's a good man. I think there's a change. And when there's a change in Mwambia, you have noticed the change. So God bless you. Now, Mwisho, because our time is over, we have to go. <laughs> is the question over? One. Yeah, read that one. Nia nani? Ya huyo mjama kutoka bunyala? Kutoka, kutoka nini? Sio bunyala. Uh, mumiasi. The one I talked to. Yes. As a Christian, mm -hmm. what do you think about dating someone of a different tribe? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dating somebody from, from a different tribe. Uh, love, love is not demarcated by tribal lines or by color or by no it doesn't it's not demarcated that way love is not demarcated by those things i have my son who who is who has married a white a white lady i have another one who is married to a mexican i have another one who is married to a kisi so i have another one <laughs> I have another one who is married. You know, we are all that way. And I'm looking for one who is not yet married, so I've come here to see if I can recommend one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if I can recommend one uh, so that you come and be our daughter-in-law. Then we shall hand you over what do we have. So dating somebody who is not of your tribe it means it gives an opportunity to be humble and to learn to appreciate the other person. Don't impose your cultural tests to that person. Don't say, like now, you may be married to a lawyer. Lawyers are gifted, most of them, not all. Lawyers are gifted in talking like a radio. <laughs> So, 
don't come and tell them, now that we are fiancés, stop talking. She will be sick. So allow her, let her talk. Amaluya, amaluya. Each, each culture has its own uniqueness. Appreciate it. If she's from the coast, appreciate it. If it's from central Kenya, appreciate it. When you come, when you go to eat with her, and uh, you say, what shall we eat? Then say, no, my dear, just choose. Choose any food. Then you find, OK. Uh, any food? Yes. Then she goes there to the, to the counter. Then she, they say, what is it? Say, Do you have a rongoli? <laughs> you bring your uji. Then she brings uji. But you know, to a lawyer, uji is for sick people. Are you getting it? So don't say, who is sick here? Who is sick? No. <laughs> Appreciate it. Say, oh, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, or if she's a lawyer, she will go there and say, Ugali mnauzaje. Then they say, Ugali ni shilinga rubaina. Size gani? Uliko nitaka size gani? Ongesa pamba. Ongesa hiyo hiyo kubwa na mrefu. So when, when he now carries to you, the Ugali is the size of the head. He's coming. Ndiyo hii tukule. So don't say, Ugali, is this big, man. No. Learn how to appreciate. Because if she's a kikuyu, she will bring kitheri. And to allow even if you bring a tin of kitheri, that is no food until Ugali comes. So learn as you interact this. No, be ready for these good surprises and appreciate them. Don't tie her. Even the way she smiles, the way she talks, you want her to, to photocopy what is in your cultural setting. For example, if he's from Kisi and uh, he's from Nyamira, the Amasararyo, the ones when they eat, they turn the hand this way, and uh, three times the ugali is finished. <laughs> so, so you come, <laughs> when he comes, and he turns the hand this way. Don't say, Unakula na munagani, kwa unafanya mkono even. No. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. You know they are there. They are even in my home in Kakamega. They are there. So, God bless you. God equip you to have a healthy relationship. Okay? But one that will help you finish your education, make you a very good student, finish your degree work, contribute towards knowledge. Not just to recycle what others have done. Contribute towards knowledge. Let your thesis stand out. When it is published, people can quote and say, hey, this idea came from Egerton. Not just to recycle, recycling what's already there. Don't just keep on, you go to the internet, you copy, you do CPP. Copy, paste, print. Copy, paste, print. One day, our children are going to come. They will read your thesis. And uh, one day, they will highlight that this was plagiarism. And they will recall, the university to recall your degree. And they say, why did you do this? Why did you uh, copy over 40% of your paper? It's just copied. So when you, wh when you are growing as young as you are, make sure that you use the, the, the optimum ability that you have to do your best. Uh, make sure that your religious activities don't interfere with your learning. 
make sure that your relationship, your love relationship does not affect your performance in school. Make sure that uh, uh, you contribute something to knowledge. You come out first class. And then when you finish and interact with others, people can say, man, this thing was made in heaven. May God bless you. May God lead you. Please pass my pass my greetings to your fiancé. Mwambie tu kwamba pastor amekusalimia and I'm praying for that fiancé. I know mligombana juzi, but don't worry. Pass my greetings to him. May God bless you. Let's stand up for prayer, please. Situmemaliza. Imekushia maswali. Let us. Okay. Ongesa. Okay, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for these students. I pray today that you activate the gift that you have created in them. You bless them in their academic work. Give them good health. Bless their relationship. Make them to be a dream come true, both to their parents, to the government, to this institution, and to the community. We pray, Father, for somebody somewhere in a relationship that is going sour. We pray for somebody who has been thinking differently. We pray that every relationship that is here, you will nurture it, you will bless it, that it will grow to your glory. May your name be glorified. May you prepare a people to meet you when you come again. May you bless this university. May you give them all their needs, their financial needs, their administrative needs. May we be able to remember this prayer someday. May we be able to say God is God. And now may your love and the grace of Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit bind us all, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.